What is going on, everybody? It is Daniel Wright, and you are here listening to another episode of Paving the Way on Wednesday morning. Guys, I hope your week is off to a great start, just like mine is, and I hope that you have a lot to look forward to going into the rest of the week, just like I am. So, yeah, just a little uh, update. I mean, we're uh, we're rocking and rolling here at work, um, you know, getting the, our seal coating season kicked off. That's kind of our uh, our big service we offer from about April to uh, November or so, weather permitting. And we, uh, we're we starting on a, a pretty large project this week, so that's always exciting. And then towards the end of this week, I've got my, uh, my little sister coming in town to spend a few days with us over her spring break. So I'm looking forward to that as well. So guys, um, I'll jump into it today. I know it's a Wednesday morning. You probably got a lot of things to do today, but... What I'm wanting to talk about today is relationships in business, all right? I've, uh, I've had some conversations with some different contractors, different friends of mine, you know, things like that recently. And as we're all kind of starting to get into this busier time of year for us seasonal contractors um, or contractors that are just somewhat seasonal in general, you know, we work all year round. We just have certain services we only offer in certain seasons, but nonetheless, if you do any sort of work outside, this time of year starts getting very busy, regardless of where you're at. And one thing that you want to keep front of mind is your relationships in and around your business. As we get busier, it can be very easy to let those go by the wayside because we're focused on checking the boxes, getting the jobs done, completing the tasks, so on and so forth that are put in front of us on a daily, if not hourly basis, right? And something I was taught many, many years ago um, by, by my grandfather, when it comes to business, is the most important relationships that you're going to have are those with your vendors, your suppliers. And if you take a minute to think about that, I think we're kind of naturally taught about this a little bit backwards, okay? Because we think that we have to provide this fantastic you know, relationship and experience and whatever it may be that we want to call it for our clients, because they're the ones who, you know, pay our bills. We, we do the service for them. They pay us. And that's what we need to focus on. Right. And we do work, you know, us personally being a local, you know, locally based service provider, we do work with probably about a few hundred clients per year. However, if you think about how many vendors you work with, how many suppliers you work with, I'm not talking about like the odds and ends of, you know, stopping by your local Lowe's or Walmart or Home Depot to pick up, you know, a paintbrush or supply, things like that. Those are definitely great to keep in consideration, those relationships there. However, they're not going to be the ones that you can really invest in just because of their, their business model, right? They have a lot of high turnover. They have different people you work with and so on and so forth. And that just is what it is. However, on the flip side of that, you're, you're very niche and specific vendors and suppliers that you work with. Those are going to be your ones, like for us, for example, it's our seal coating supplier, you know, that we buy our sealer product from or our paint supplier or our, uh, you know, sign supplier, you know, for all of our signs and posts and things like that, we purchase things from. Those are the three main ones that come to mind for me. And you know, over the last couple of years, when there's been different supply chain issues or so on and so forth, shortages of supplies, whatever it might be, I can say that we really haven't dealt with any of those issues. And I would like to credit that, <clears throat> excuse me, to the 
relationships that we as a company have built with these suppliers. You know, at the end of the day, we talk from a, from a sales perspective about people will do business with people they like, know, and trust, right? At the end of the day, also, your suppliers are going to want to do more business with people they like, know, and trust. So it goes both ways. Like, yes, you're trying to give them the money. You're trying to buy the product from them. But if you've got one guy over here who comes in every now and then just raising hell and wanting to you know gripe and complain and beat them up on pricing and so on and so forth. And then you got another guy over here who stops in regularly just to check in and say, hey, maybe drops off a little, you know, a little bit of your company's swag, like a cup or a hat or something, or, or bring some donuts by or whatever they may like. I don't know. But if you have that one guy over here who's focused more on building that relationship with your supplier and the other one over here who's focused on taking from your supplier, regardless of the money exchange, who's that supplier going to want to help when times get tough? Who's that supplier going to want to help when maybe you as the contractor happen to forget something and you needed it last minute? Who is that supplier going to want to help when there's supply chain issues? You know, so they have they only have a set amount of product. and They're going to want to give one. They have to give them to one or the other. Who are they going to want to help? They're going to want to help the person that they have the best relationship with. Okay. So my advice to anybody right now who relies on specific niche vendors, suppliers, whatever it may be, subcontractors, if that's your, your market or your uh, business model as you sub work out, you know, take care of the people who take care of you. Because like I said a minute ago, we take care of hundreds of clients per year, but we work with three to five specific vendors per year. And when I was having this conversation with my grandfather several years ago, he said, you know, Daniel, he said, we want to take care of our clients the best we possibly can, no doubt about it. However, if something happens with that relationship with that client as, you know, frustrating or, or upsetting as it may be, we can wake up tomorrow and go find a new client. There's many people who need our services, who want our services, who want to work with us, right? However, if we do something to piss off that vendor, that supplier, you know, that person that, that we rely on to get our things from to serve our clients, if we make one of them mad, say you have five that you work with specifically, one mad, you just reduced your supplier load by 20% or your supplier availability by 20%. So put the effort into the places that carry the most weight. Each of those vendors, each of those niche suppliers carry a lot of weight to allow you to be able to serve your clients better. And if you don't realize that, if you don't recognize that, it will end up showing its face one way or the other. Just like anything else in life, if you let it go long enough, it starts to rot, it starts to deteriorate, it starts to destroy itself, whether from the inside out or the outside in, it's all, you know, just kind of depends on the circumstances. But if you don't put those efforts into taking care of your vendors, taking care of your suppliers, recognizing them, appreciating them, respecting them, you know, little things such as, when we used to buy a sealer from the actual plant in Charlotte and we would load sand into our, our seal coat mix, there would oftentimes be a little bit that spills off the side of it, right out of the bags and whatnot. It was a standard for our company when we got done loading our, our seal right or our seal rig um, that we would get the broom and dustpan, sweep up all the sand take the garbage can out that we put all the bags in, take it out to their dumpster. That way they were left ready to go for the next person. And we didn't leave them having to clean up after us. And every time they told us, they said, oh, you don't have to do that. We'll get it. It's no problem. You know, I know you're busy. Get on through it. No, no, no. We made the mess. We clean it up. Something like that. 
still gets talked about by our supplier, by our vendor now five years later, that they've never had anyone else do that in their shop. How much weight do you think that carries when it come, when things get tight, when pricing increases start to come across the board? Do you think we're going to get as big of a price increase as the guy who never shows up to say, hey, who never takes a second to clean up his mess for him? Do you think that those things get remembered? Yes. You know, at the end of the day, the old saying is people will, will oftentimes forget what you say, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. So my advice to you is make sure your vendors, your suppliers, your subcontractors, whatever it is, make sure that you make them feel good. You make sure you make them feel appreciated, respected, you know, whatever it may be that that, that individual or that company may like and enjoy and appreciate, make sure you do that for them. It's the least we can do for our suppliers, for our vendors, because without them, we can't serve our clients. If we can't serve our clients, we can't run our businesses. And this doesn't just go out to the business owners. This doesn't just go out to the high level people in the business. This goes out to any person who's involved with the interactions of these suppliers and of these vendors, because you represent this company. Also, you represent how you make how this company makes that supplier feel. So when you show up in your truck and your trailer and it's logoed with ProLine or whatever it may be, whatever company you work with, that supplier and that vendor is going to get an instant feeling of, of how they view you and your company. So make sure you're putting your good, your best foot forward. Make sure you're representing your company, your culture, your values in the best way you possibly can. And if you're in a company that doesn't have good culture, values, morals, and ethics, either try and steal in them or find a new company to work with because now you are also represented by that company. So you could be the nicest person in the world, but you show up and your company has a bad reputation. You got to figure something out. So... Guys, I hope you enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. That was my little uh, you know, Wednesday wisdom, if we want to call it that. Maybe we start doing something where the Wednesdays are you know, shorter pieces of just uh, specific strategic advice. Maybe Saturdays are a little bit you know, longer or more relationally based or whatever it may be. Who knows? Who knows where this is going to go? We're on episode, what are we now, 22, I think. Um, so it's, it's continuing to evolve and to grow. And as always, I definitely appreciate your support. Um, I appreciate your feedback that you are, you guys are always willing to offer. And I'm always open to suggestions of things that you would like to hear our perspective on people you'd like to maybe have me have on here and have a conversation with whatever it may be. I'm open to it guys. So I hope you have a great rest of your week as always reach out if you need anything. And I look forward to seeing you guys on Saturday.